Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.3 on the FM dial. Wherever you're listening and however you're listening, we're just glad that you are and hope you'll stay with us uh, for a portion of the next couple of hours as we talk sports with you. The BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. Earlier in the week, we promised we were going to take a look at the four regional NFL teams. One last look around uh, the four regional teams before they head to training camp. Well, on Tuesday, whatever, early in the week, we did the Vikings, we did the Bears. Today, we will finish up with the Chiefs and the Packers. Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com, will join us at the bottom of the hour. Shortly after that, Nick Athen, Chiefs Insider, primetimesportstalk.com. He will join us, so we'll get the look at those two Two teams that uh, I think poised to have remarkable good seasons again. I'm not going out very far on a limb. Aaron Rodgers is back. The Packers are the favorites. The Chiefs are already the favorite in the AFC West. So we'll do NFL regional teams from 1030 to 11-ish. And then we'll play the hits. At 11.05, Dave Sproul on Iowa State, although he wasn't there, just like Trent and I did and everybody, followed the coverage from Big 12 Media Days. We will get his uh, thoughts on that. For Tom Cakert slides in at 11.20, 11.25. Uh, and then finally, about 11.45, we will give four of our listeners... For listeners who haven't participated in Claxons in the last month, regardless of whether you'd won or not, uh, if you play, you're ineligible for a month. So four uh, of you will get a chance at 1145 to call in and get one of those spots, and we'll give you four games. Uh, you give us four answers and a tiebreaker if you get the most right. You will receive a $35 gift certificate from Claxon's Barbecue in Altoona, serving barbecue in Altoona for over 25 years, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. The runner-up gets 25. So two of you will walk away with the prize. That's coming up at 1145. I kind of feel like we're having a flashback here as we start the show today. No sports and COVID is the main story. Right, yeah. Which I don't want to talk about. Well, it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'm disappointed. Uh, that That is the main story. Um, but British Open is going on. And the golf has been good, and I can't tell you, and I'm assuming you're the same way, and oh, I know you've got two little kids and mm-hmm. probably don't have the opportunity to sit back in your chair and leisurely drink your coffee. No, and watch not golf. really. <laughs> As the two munchkins are running around, uh, but uh, it, it, I certainly like it, Trent. It's uh, one of the one of the things to me that elevates this tournament. Just the where it where it comes in in your day. Just to turn on the TV and watch these guys, and in this case, tear up Royal St. George's because there's some really low scores. I'm surprised. Yeah, you know, we talked to Matt Rudy on Wednesday, as we always do before the majors, and he mentioned that they'd gotten a lot of rain. Well, of course, not a surprise you would think, right? right? It's it's the open. It's on a Lynx course, you expect all that rain and wind and everything coming off there, but unseasonably amount. And mm-hmm. because of that, it softened up the greens at a level that this is what you see with these open course championships is when it's soft, even if the wind is blowing, these guys can still score. They are so good mm-hmm. that softness, more than anything, really is what is going to be the difference. And if you don't get a whole lot of wind, 
They're seeing what we're seeing right now with Colin Morikawa out 64. And had a real chance to uh, yeah. to shoot 63, and the putt just wouldn't drop on 18. He had a makeable putt for birdie. Had a hell of a round. Jordan Spieth is right there. Um, so one of the uh, – we'll, we'll kind of clue you in a little bit in case you're one of the four participants. One of our Claxons questions is going to be America versus the world. Mm-hmm. Will, will the uh, – whoever wins the Open Championship, if you look at the leaderboard, will he have that American flag beside his name? So that's one of the Claxons. Uh, questions coming up here at about 11.45. Uh, so baseball begins its second half. Uh, the audience will be glad to know that Sunday night baseball this week is, well, it's Red Sox-Yankees. Aren't they going to play it? That's a good question, right? They didn't last night. No. It was the only game scheduled last night, and because of uh, the positives in the Yankee clubhouse, Aaron Judge being one of them, um, I've not seen the list of the others, but regardless, six positives uh, is the fear there. Aaron Judge was at the All-Star game. Of course, that opens up way more fears, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, but we got set for Game 5 on Saturday night, and I just... I'm going to... I think when we're going to be hard... Pre- I mean, is there going to be much Bucks love? No. I don't think so either, Trent. And for that reason, I mean, everybody's going to be going one way when they bet this. Mm-hmm. And you know our theory, when everybody's going one way, you go the other. I'm just not so sure I could. It just feels like this is going to be 3-2 Phoenix. And going back to Milwaukee, and, and going then three, back to three, Milwaukee, yeah, and then we'll get a game seven, and probably pick that one. You know the uh, the adage: a series really doesn't begin yeah. until a home team loses a game. Yeah. So if it goes seven and the home team wins, there was never a series. No, never a series, Trent. If you look at it that way, <laughs> I mean, I know sometimes we fall into cliches. I think it more so means the first four games, the the two at home, two on the road. But it's a fair point, right? So fair the series point. never happened. Uh-huh. Home team wins all seven games. So if you had to, what would you? What's more likely? Uh, of the three scenarios, Bucks are the two scenarios. Well, not, yeah, Bucks or Suns in six, Bucks or Suns in seven. If you had to bet that prop, it would be Suns in seven. Suns in seven. I would go with the home teams getting it done, and even if there is an upset, what is the price for Suns in six? Suns in six. So to win the next two, yeah. I bet you can probably get that. What plus two fifty? Yeah. Something in that range, Probably. maybe two to I one. I think that's fair. You know, something that came up when, when um, Travis Dvorak was in here yesterday, and I meant to bring this up. I don't think you were listening. I hope you weren't, because I don't think you'll get this answer. Regarding trends in sports wagering, the two trends that the companies are seeing more right now in sports wagering, um, and I'm, I know that he's uh, that this was Iowa, what he was referring mm-hmm. to, but I think this would be across the country. Do you know what they are, the two trends? I heard the, the back half of it when Did he you? was, yeah. Would you have got it? The cash out option? Yes. I, I would never so. in a million years got that. So for newbies to the betting world or newbies betting online, mm-hmm. this is, your team's down 10. Yep. Doesn't matter the sport. You know, you're losing. Right. Take what you can. And you got a $100 wager. Yeah. But they're going to offer you to cash out right now eight bucks. Right. Take that eight bucks mm-hmm. and just cut your losses because you know that team's right. not coming back. Or if you've got a ticket you think your team is going to win and you've got, you know, it's going to pay 150 they're offering you 130 Mm-hmm. Do you take the do you take the money, put it in your pocket, knowing that you've got a profit, or do you ride it out and, you know, hope um, that your team hangs on? 
The cash out, I, I was surprised. The other one, is, of course, is in-game betting. Mm-hmm. That is the number one trend. But the second biggest trend that these companies are seeing is the cash out early option. I could have guessed it for, I don't know, for the remainder of the show, and I don't think I would have got it. Well, and not to rub salt in the wound of you, but go back to the U.S. Open for you. As you were looking at Louis yeah, Eustace, yeah. as he was making his way through, and what did you say they had the option on DraftKings oh, for you? I was going to win three. Now, I don't exactly remember, but I was going to win $320, and it was like 270 at the time wow. they were offering me because uh, he had a two-shot lead, mm-hmm. and it was on the back nine. Um, it was a good, it was a significant chunk. And I didn't do it, and we know what happened. So we fast forward in the Bet Rivers contest. You know, I bet Tampa Bay. I bet mm-hmm. the Lightning to win it. I also did on DraftKings. So I knew I had the Bet Rivers money should they win. Mm-hmm. I hedged before the series started, and I had them on DraftKings. I had them at eight to one. Oh, I think I was going to make, I don't know what I was going to make, two, I'll say $200. Yeah. But I took the 128 before the series started. Just guaranteed it. Just guaranteed money. Yep. And I, and I, and I took it, put it back in the account. And, but that's the second biggest trend we're seeing in sports wagering. And I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that option. No, I, mean, I don't. I think it just makes you think too much. Well, it does. You can get mired and bogged uh-huh. down in those kind of things. And you think you have a great one. And then, well, you, lamenting, I could have had $270. I got nothing. Right. Because you didn't hit it. But if you would have touched it, a new and would have done what most people anticipated with the two-shot lead held on. Right. Eh, just wasted 50 bucks by exactly. hitting a button. Because I by had panicking. The, yes. I had, I handicapped this correctly. I was all over them. And I got it wrong. Right. And, and I cashed out too quickly. Yeah, and then I backed off my opinion. Is that what makes sports gambling so fun, though? It's just one of these things, right? It used to be so simple. You bet before the game, yep. you get another opportunity at halftime. Yep. Uh, if it's the Super Bowl, you can bet props, but if it's not, you can't. Um, <laughs> you used to have to go to Nevada to make the... Well, you didn't. You, you <laughs> broke the law. <laughs> so illegal. <laughs> yeah, right. I wonder if anybody ever... I mean, I know, I know uh, guys that booked bets that got... You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I know of a number of people that got in trouble in their name in the paper for doing that, but I don't know of anybody. Now, I do know that companies had their wrists slapped, media companies mm-hmm. for taking offshore money. Oh, really? Yes, I think the there was. I think maybe the Sporting News were they headquartered in St. Louis? Yes, they were. Absolutely. So that's who it is. Okay. So there was a period of time, and I'm not going back that too many years ago. That I think the United States of America versus Sporting News. Oh, really? Yes, for taking money from a offshore, an offshore. I, mean, I couldn't, I can't think of the name, but an offshore entity and the back page of the Sporting News at the <laughs> time. It wasn't just an online. They would, they would run there. They would, uh, you know, do a do an advertisement like Bovada, like Bovada, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, the Justice Department said, "No, no, 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 no! This you, you can't you can't advertise something that's illegal," and oh. they went after them. But is was is there any better that ever got the guy that owned? Yes, uh, and went to went to one of those islands. 
could not come back to the states. Yes, and there were a few of those. There were a few guys. of those yeah. guys that were moved there and couldn't come back. Right, because they knew once you land in the land on American soil, you're going to have your hands behind your back. Yes, so cuffed and stuffed. <laughs> that changed the thing very very quickly. Right. Now, if they would have come after me, is it Antigua? Is that where they were? I think it was. That was one of the yeah, yeah. the main places. And my five dollar bets. I mean, no, you, they're you, not coming after you. But right. I wonder if they came after anybody that fired. They're, because there probably you know why was a story that they're trying to... What's well, money laundering? Yeah, and they're trying to open it up and say, hey, you can't do this. What's the best way to do it? Mm-hmm. Get a known gambler mm-hmm. and go after him. Story I can't remember offhand, but interesting. Yeah. To answer your uh, question back to the NBA Finals, yes, I have the series prices for all four uh, events that could happen. Okay, so the, I'm going to try and list them as an order of shortest price. Shortest price is, is Suns and Seven. You are correct on that one. Second shortest price is... I would guess Bucks in seven. It is not. So it's Suns in six. It is. Yeah. Then it's Bucks in six. Really? Because they home win court game advantage, five and then win they game, game five six. and you're back at home. Yeah. And then game seven, uh, Bucks in seven would be the last. So Suns in seven plus one seventy five. Suns in six plus two thirty. So you were close. You said two fifty. Bucks in six plus three ten. Got me thinking a little bit here on my Bet Rivers account as I still try to catch Justin Smool in our contest, and then plus three thirty for the Bucks winning in seven. Hmm. Well, if I had to, I think I would probably. T- uh, well, I don't have to anymore. No. Um, I kind of like. Well, I hope it goes seven. I hope it goes seven. But I think the Suns will win in six. Chris Paul's not going to have as bad a game as he did the other day. No, he's, he's going to bounce back. In a big I, way. I think so too. He's, we saw Booker have a couple of bad ones. He got off the mat uh, in in a big big way, and the number is what four and a half four right now. They're favored on on Saturday night. Seeing pretty much fours across the board. A couple of four and a halves. Uh, some of the sportsbook cash that I see right now, eighty six percent of the cash on the Suns and seventy six percent of the bets on the Suns. Mm-hmm. So, if you're like us and you like the Suns, you're liking with the public, and no. that's not always a good no. place to be. Although I think they're right here this time. We shall see. Uh, speaking of, uh, of of how we're doing, do you have, before the season, if you listen to our program, we always do win totals um, for Major League Baseball. There, there's really nothing to recap here in the first segment of the show. So I thought we'd take a look back and poke some fun at how bad our picks were, or maybe we got a couple of them right. So before the season, we do a team in each of the six divisions. We have to pick one in each division, whether we they're, they're going to go over their win total or under their win total. Do you have that so we can check up and see how we're doing? I do. You're sure you want to do this? Yeah, let's have a little fun. All right, all right. Oh, boy, there's a... Well, when we get to the World well, Series I, prediction, yeah. you're really going to kick out of what you did here. <laughs> so Th- This, world, is, this world, is going to be worse than your Cowboys Super Bowl prediction. You know year. what, though? Yeah, I'm not going to be right this year. I was going to say I was a year ahead of my time. Um, Don't it, fall down that Cowboys rabbit hole again. But I'm picking them, Trent. No, no. I'm picking them to win the NFC East. Washington, Giants. It's not going to be the Cowboys. Yeah, but uh, who? who's the... Okay, we got Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Who's second in that division quarter? Is it Fitz? <laughs> Probably, yeah. That defense is really good for Washington. Oh, I know it. There's no question about that. No question about Daniel Jones. Yeah. Uh, got to see it from him. Yeah. Stop fumbling the ball, kid. See, I think he's got a chance. I think he's got a chance. Who would you rather have, him or Drew Locke? Drew Locke. You really would? I think so. I hope you're right. Yeah. 
It's close, though. Uh-huh. I mean, there are a couple of C-minuses. Yeah, and Hurt's the other one, obviously, yeah. with the You're not Eagles. getting a non-roll with either of them. No, I don't think so either. All right, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. All right, so do you, do you have the American League in front of you? I do, yep, ready to go. This is our first our division picks, then we picked the two wild cards. Uh, for each of the leagues, and then we made our World Series prediction. So the World Series, I must have Atlanta. You do. I'm guessing I have Atlanta. Uh... Well, let's start there with the National League East, because okay, we both National picked League, Atlanta. And, and the, the over and under number was what? Well, I didn't put the number. Did oh, we, we just, just picked to win the division. Just to win okay. the division, yep. We just did our division picks Well, you here. know what? They're not... Uh, Acuna's a huge blow. It is. But they're four back? Is that it's what it four, is? They're only four back, yes. Four back. And they just picked up Jock Peterson. They did. Don't for an Iowa kid, Bryce Ball. Bryce Ball. Mason City Newman. Yes, twenty three, mm-hmm. getting older, playing yeah. high A. He's not in the top twenty of the Braves prospects, apparently. Well, a couple of the couple lists had him there, did but they? yeah, I mean he and the Braves don't have the deepest organization, so even mm-hmm. he's on the fringes of that top twenty. I saw him twelve and one. I saw okay. him twenty two and another. But he's got some pop, though, right? He's got power. Yeah. Not going to hit for a good average. Decent on base. Well, I saw Bob Nightingale from USA Today say something along, the Cubs just got their first baseman of the future. I'm thinking, and then the next tweet I saw, he's not even a top 20 prospect. Yeah, I think that's a stretch. Right. Maybe he was being facetious. Maybe Vogelbach is a good comp for him. Okay. Well, guy like that. Yeah. Can he stick around? Mm -hmm. Possibly. Still got a lot of work to do. So we both went with Atlanta. And they're in the hunt. They're in the hunt. You had Milwaukee. Uh-huh. And I'm going to be right. I, I think Louis. Cincinnati's... You're fine. Yeah, I think so, too. You're fine. I had the cards. Mm. That team, so many injuries. Mm-hmm. And even when there aren't injuries, just guys that hasn't exactly popped mm-hmm. this year. They're going to be a series this weekend. Giants-Cardinals. Yeah. Out West, of course, both went Dodgers. Took the free square. Yeah. And then Are we going to be proven right? Yes. I'm confident in that. By the way, speaking of the National League West, and I didn't get through it all last night, there was a, on Major League Baseball Network, mm-hmm. an hour show on Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, really? And Pops is a part of it, mm-hmm. uh, and A-Rod, who's bought stock in Fernando Tatis Jr.'s career. It's really good. I mean, his story, Trent, this is the face of baseball. Yeah. This is going to be the face of baseball. He's got the personality to Without go along a with a guy that backs it up. And and backs it up in a big, big way. It is a terrific, terrific um, watch if you're, um, you know, you like baseball. And again, it was last night, there was nothing on. I was watching a lot of soccer. Watch yeah, I Canada. Get into it. No. Even, even the guys with the... Uh, um, with my, my country on the front of their... I just couldn't get into it. Hot I don't know anybody... Ass. You don't. You don't. All right. Padres, you had them. I did not have them as a wild card team. I went with Milwaukee yeah. and Washington. Probably not a good chance for Washington. No, but to get Milwaukee's going to get in. Yeah. So, all right. So, I've got, I had Padres and who? Padres and you had St. Louis. Yeah, not going to happen. No. So, you're going to have three teams in. I'm going to have... Two teams in, maybe three if Washington or Atlanta comes back. But then, of course, if Atlanta happens, it's not great. Not a great start. Let's go to the American League, start in the East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Yankees. probably pick the Yankees. You tick? Yeah. I had Tampa. You're you're close. Got a chance. A big chance. We both had the Twins. Whoops. Oh, my God. Out West. Did you had I Houston. pick the Twins and the Braves? Oh, my God. Did I really? Ken Miller's World Series prediction. He was looking... <laughs> 
We're going to get a repeat of 30 years I ago. I remember saying that. The now Braves that and the Twins. That. That's right. Wild card, you had the White Sox uh, in Toronto, along with Houston winning the West. I had Oakland winning the West. Kansas City, ugh. And the Yankees, my two wild cards. Dodgers over the Yankees, my World Series prediction. <laughs> Got a better chance than you do. Yeah, I'll say the Twins. Boy. What a, a biggest disappointment in baseball? I don't think there's a doubt. Because even, as you mentioned, the Braves are one of those teams. They're that, in the hunt. They're there. Yeah, they have a chance. Yeah. There is no chance for this Twins team. None. And if you remember that first week of the season, they got off to a 5-2 and two start and well, this is the team we anticipated. Mm-hmm. They have everything you want. You got a Cy Young candidate in Kenta yep. Maeda. They got a bullpen that they've pieced together. Mm-hmm. They got obviously guys that can hit the first month of the season. Byron Buxton might have been the MVP. You know, he was. But then injuries. Yeah. Bad play. Donaldson's first at bat of the year. And went downhill from Colum- there. Column A. Blown Colum- save after blown Ooh. save after blown save. He was terrible. There was uh, a sabermetric stat that I saw. Sometime here during the break. I think it might have been Monday or Tuesday. I was looking at some stuff. And the Twins right now are 39 and 50. This metric, though, however they measure it, basically what they should be with the team that they have, the players that have been available, and normal kind of standard deviation kind of play, they'd be a 47-win team right now. Hmm. They would be 47 Hmm. and 42. Just with kind of standard production out of guys like Colin right. was a big part of that. And that puts them a handful of five five games, games back. back, probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that would have been fun. Because we, you and I, I, I remember this, trip. We were looking ahead to September. White Sox twins. Yes. Are they going to collide in the month of September? You know, we're so football crazy, but that'll keep you know, a couple of local teams, keep our interest going. No. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. It was bad. Yeah. It was really so bad. So you had Dodgers, Yankees. Mm-hmm. I had. Braves. You know, this is worse than the Cowboys. Pick. That, that, that yeah. is. Can you remind me who I picked to win the Stanley Cup in our when we had O'Donnell? That was Tampa Bay. Thanks, was and you've had it right. two years in a row. Yeah. You've gotten that one right. Yeah. That's good. And you have a son's ticket. I 18 do. to 1. Yeah, I do. You're doing well. Well, my son does. I hope he... Yeah, he does. We, we were shooting so bad in Vegas. Just shooting so bad. You know? That means you're due when we go out there oh, next week. Oh, I, I hope so. So have you got your schedule yet? I mean, do you know you are? we going to be able like, to hang out? No, not till like Sunday or Monday. That, that you'll know what you're doing? Yes, that I'll have my kind of game times for all the games I'll be doing out there. So Wednesday, we're, or Thursday, we're broadcast. Wednesday, we're broadcasting here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursday, we're going to be at the South Point, right? Jason's to the Vissen Studios. Yep. And then on Friday morning, we will be at Circa. Mm-hmm. I wonder where they're going to put us there. In the I mean, Vissen Studios. In the Vison Studios at Circa. At Circa, yes. Wow. Yeah, pretty nice, huh? Can we video it? I mean, do we have the capability? I don't know why would we want to do that. Yeah, we, we maybe. Well, I'll, I'll do some digging, see what I can unearth. Circa's we'll, spectacular. It is. We'll definitely have plenty of pictures. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll do maybe a video hit or I two. I wonder how many there. folks that are, I mean, Cyclone fans are making a week. I got to think a bunch, right? Oh, yeah. Every, every Cyclone fan that I heard that's going out there, it is either. Leaving Wednesday or at the latest Thursday to get out there. Come home Sunday, or if they leave Friday, Saturday, you come Monday, Monday or Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. So I've heard a lot of that. I've heard from a number of people that have reached out saying they're staying at the South Point, which is great oh, to good. hear. Yeah. I told every one of them, and if you yeah. are one of those people, make sure to stop by the counter Absolutely. and ask for Chris, and he will come talk to you and tell him you're from Iowa and tell him you know him from KXO, and 
Might even give you a drink ticket. Not or bet two. she buys you a drink or two. Yes. Absolutely. So uh, make sure to do that. Even if you just want to go see the studios and see Musburger Show or whoever mm-hmm. else out there, mm-hmm. if you're a fan of Eason, stop by the counter there. Absolutely. Chris is a great person. Same thing as Circa. Circa, we're going to be there on Friday. I'm so excited to get there because. Well, there's an Iowa one. Now, do you know Mike Palmas? He grew yeah. up in the eastern part of the state. Is he, he a did, Hawk yeah. fan? Yeah, probably, I would guess. I'm not sure on uh-huh. that one. You know, the times that I've heard him on Vison. I haven't heard him kind of display his fandom, Iowa, Iowa State, anything like that. He was a school teacher. Is that a fact? He was a school teacher. That's what he did after college. He taught uh-huh. for a number of years and then got into the sports book world <laughs> and now uh, doing very well at Circa. Yeah, though, I'll say. No, I, I can't wait. You know what I'm anxious to see for those folks that are out there on Sunday? Sundays in um, in the football season used to just be nuts, right? Mm-hmm. NFL season. I wonder if it's still the case. There's so many sports, so many states that, you, you can better. You don't have to go to Vegas anymore, and you, can you still do it want to because there's online, some, right? Yeah, exactly. I wonder if it's as nuts in the books as it used to be. Sundays were a zoo, a zoo. Even if it's eighty percent, still going to be. It's fun. still going to be fun. Ten twenty-five. Dave Sinekin on the Packers coming up. Nick Athen on the Chiefs will follow. But right now, it's time to go for the green on KXNO. You can win $1,000 right now by texting the keyword CASH to 200-200. That's CASH to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Dave Sinekin, who happens to be in the state of Iowa this weekend, will join us when we come back. Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com, and the Chiefs. Hour 2 has the Cyclones, the Hawkeyes, and Claxon's Barbecue as Miller and Condon. Take you until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 106. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Uh, as promised earlier in the week, we were going to get to all four of our regional teams, NFL teams at some point. We did the Bears and the Vikings earlier in the week. Uh, momentarily, uh, Nick Athen at 1045, momentarily Dave Sinekin, the head cheese.com. In fact, wait no longer. He is here. I, actually, he is here. He's in our state. He is. He's in the Quad Cities. Dave, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Uh, good. Good to talk to you guys. Hope all is well. Indeed it is. Uh, we just keep scratching out days as we inch our way to training camp. Uh, well, let, let's start with, I guess, the question that's been the, been the biggest question all year long, Dave. Boy, it sure seems uh, that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers uh, are going to be together again, at least for one more year. Uh, Rodgers was asked about it during the match. He was asked about it last week in uh, in Reno. I know that uh, A.J. Hawk apparently spent some time with them this week week he came away thinking that uh Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Green Bay Packer I think it would be a um a, a big upset if he's not at this point uh a Green Bay Packer it sure seems like he will be yeah I think so I, I just keep coming back to what his alternative is it's not playing and I just don't see Aaron Rodgers electing to put his head in the sand and not play and and ultimately on the Packers side you know, unless they just were in complete denial about the situation, I just come back to the fact that they allowed their backup quarterback, Tim Boyle, to walk in free agency. He ended up signing with the Lions. They were actually really high on him as a guy that could step in and win them games in an emergency. And to me, if they had any inkling that they weren't going to have Aaron Rodgers in 2021, mm-hmm. they could have re-signed him at a really low 
tender, you know, to keep him. Um, and I think they would have done that if they thought there was a chance that, that Rodgers might decide to hang it up. So, yeah, I, I think it might be uncomfortable initially, but uh, I do think he'll return. And, and as you said, I, I likely uh, believe it will be the last year these two, uh, two sides are together in marriage. You know, one question I was bandied about with Ken one day was hurt feelings in the locker room. I get these are professionals, but I'm sure it's been a pain. You, you look at the wide receiver group. Now, some of them say, I'm just happy Aaron Rodgers is going to be the football dude's made me a lot of money. But inside that locker room, do you see that being an issue? Or, or could this become divisive when he gets back in there? Everybody, he's singing everybody's praise and doing all the right things, but some people still upset about it. Yeah, I can see why that question would come up and I'm not there and I I'm speculating like a lot of us. And I think that, you know, and when these instances happen more often than not, there is going to be friction. There are going to be issues between players. I don't get the sense that's going to be an issue at all in this situation. By all accounts, Rogers uh, is very beloved by his teammates. I mean, he talked about how tight that locker room was the tightest one he'd ever been around. Um, he's very close to his offensive lineman to Devontae Adams, uh, Robert Tanyan, and the veterans on the defensive side of the ball, the Smiths, uh, Kenny Clark, um, Adrian Amos. So, no, I think they're saying, look, he's, he's handling his business. He's our leader um, to a man. Are, are there a couple guys that might be a little frustrated? I, probably, but no, I don't believe this will be a divisive issue. And I, I think they all know if they want to get to where they want to go, they need that guy under center. So I don't think it's going to be a big problem. Yeah, nor do I. I think confetti will come down from the ceiling when he walks into the clubhouse. They're going to be right. ecstatic to see number 12 because they know they have no chance without number 12. Uh, you know, how I, what I do think, Dave, and I've, and I've read this take a couple of times, and I bought into it, that yes, you'd love to have Aaron Rodgers there and the uncertainty put in the background. But at the same time, this was a real good opportunity this offseason just to get Jordan Love uh, some snaps that um, that he wouldn't have, some experience with these guys that he probably wouldn't have had Aaron Rodgers been there. No question about it. He got uh, three times the reps he would normally have gotten in the OTAs, the mini camps, and and after last year being pretty much a redshirt lost year for a a guy that really needed to kind of get in there and get his hands dirty and learn the game. So that was, I think, invaluable for his development. And, you know, we don't know what Rodgers' timeline is. If he ends up not coming back until mid-training camp or late in training camp, um, you're going to get a lot more good looks at Jordan Love. And as it is, I think the preseason will be uh, very, very heavy doses of Jordan Love with or without Aaron Rodgers because obviously the clock is ticking now. It sounds like at the latest he's going to be the starting quarterback in 2022. And, yeah, this roster will look a little bit different because they've got some cap issues. They're going to have to let a couple veterans walk after this year. But, there will be high expectations next season, make no doubt about it. They're likely going to make Devontae Adams the highest-paid wide receiver in football, and uh, you know Jordan Love is going to need to get him the ball. So, yeah, I think there are some positives to take from it, provided that ultimately number 12 is back when it matters in New Orleans week one. 13-3, and 13-3. We'll not be 13-3 and three this year because we get an extra game. For sure. How do you improve upon what they are, though? How, do you think this team can be better? I do think they could be better, but I don't know that their record will be better. I think the schedule this year really does look a lot more difficult with the divisions they have to play. And, and you know, I think if they're 12-5 and five or even 11-6 and six maybe on the low end, again, assuming Rodgers plays, I think they can be better for a number of reasons. I think the defense 
is the biggest question mark with Joe Barry taking over. But um, uh, I think they've got some young pieces that they think are going to really take a step this year. They, the secondary is deeper. Uh, they added another linebacker from Minnesota and Devondre Campbell, University of Minnesota, I should say, from four or five years ago, who's been a steady player, replaces Christian Kirksey. And Kenny Clark remains you know, one of the top nose tackles in the game, and, and they need a little bit of help around him up front. But I think a new defense, a, a tweak scheme, uh, could make this team better. And I think the running game with, with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, I think they're going to really not carry the offense, but be a really big part of what Matt LaFleur's offense can be. And I think LaFleur in his third year, uh, we saw how productive the offense was. I think with Rodgers under center, it's only going to get more interesting and more dynamic. They've got you know, a couple more receiving pieces in the rookie, Amari Rogers, Devin Funches, if he, if he sticks around. I just think another year for LaFleur's offense to cook a little bit with Rodgers running the show gives them a chance to be better. So I don't think the ultimate record's better. Uh, but I think this team could be better when it matters most. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching Dylan. I think he's got another couple of steps uh, in, in him and is uh, ready to take at least one of them. Dave, you mentioned the schedule. The, uh, there's four road games, out-of-division road games, and you mentioned they start in New Orleans. Two weeks later, they go to San Francisco. They also have roadies at Kansas City and at Baltimore. Those are four road games out of the division, I mean, as salty as you're going to find. Yeah, for for sure. That's why I don't see a fourteen and three or thirteen and four season being very likely. It's yeah, it's a tough schedule this year, and and you know every team's different year to year, and they may look a whole lot different when you play them. But you know, even you know, playing that Cleveland Browns team on Christmas Day, granted it's late in the season at Lambeau. Uh, the Vikings, I think, are going to be better with the new look defense. Mm-hmm. Those game, that game in Minnesota is going to be tricky. Uh, so yeah, the road schedule is. <laughs> Really tough, and that's why you know throwing Jordan Love to the Wolves with this schedule in a rookie season, I think, would make things really, really difficult. But it's uh, going to be a big test, and uh, as you guys know, the, the main thing is to try to pass as many of those tests as you can, and ultimately be as as healthy as you can be late in the season as you get set for the postseason. Well, we're going to get a better idea of what preseason is going to look like here. I'm sure after we get to hear from a lot of the coaches, three preseason games now, though, in the past, you know, first game, a couple of series, that third game was the big one. Any idea how they're going to map this out, how much starters are going to play, and does the third preseason game come, become like the fourth preseason game used to be? Yeah, I think it does. I, I think when you get that close to the season, you got to be really careful, I think. You know, I'm, I'm glad that the preseason still exists. I think you have to have it. Mm-hmm. And I know the, a lot of people would like to see the preseason done away with just a bunch of scrimmages, but, you know, it's fun to see those guys on the bubble uh, for roster, you know, makeup. And so that third preseason game will probably be the last couple decisions on the roster might be decided by that game. But otherwise, it's just giving a bunch of your rookies and, and guys that are going to get cut the next week a chance to just, uh, you know, have their moment of the sun. I think. It's different. It's going to be interesting. I think that first preseason game is going to be more useful than the ones in the past. And, and I think you will see uh, that second preseason game being the one where you see starters play a half or so. So it's different. I think four seemed like too many. Three does seem about right. Um, but ultimately, you know, if you're paying good money for those tickets, it still kind of hurts. Mm. Uh, have you got it buttoned up, Dave, that you'll be back on KFAN for year 26 of the uh, uh, Packer preview on Sunday mornings on the flagship of the Minnesota Vikings? Or will you be back I for year 26? I believe so. I have not heard otherwise. So I, I am planning on being back for uh, for season 26. We got lucky last year with the 
gopher season being kind of strange. Yeah. Uh, we have a gopher show that follows me at 8 a.m., and I got to take that time slot last year, which I used to have nice. uh, back in the day. So, But this year we'll be back at 7 a.m., uh, which is a bit early for many, but uh, lucky enough you can just go to the iHeart app, and whenever you wake up you can find it and, and listen at your leisure. So early for me, but it doesn't have to be early for everybody. Mm, you can hear Dave Sinekin with us throughout the season, weekly, and you can read the blog, theheadcheese.com for you Packer fans, theheadcheese.com. Dave Sinekin, enjoy the Quad Cities. Best of luck to the, the softball tournament over there, and we <laughs> will uh, talk to you in August. Thanks for doing this, Dave. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Look forward to it, guys. Thank, Thank you, buddy. Good to talk to you. Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. You know, he's at that huge new complex in Bettendorf that they built, has all the indoor fields and everything I did there. I know that's where he was. Place is incredible. I've only seen pictures and talked yep. to people that have gone over there for events, kind of like what is being built in West Des Moines mm-hmm. right now. The West Des Moines the one's mid, even bigger. The Mid-America yes. complex. But uh, I've heard nothing but great things, just ability to play all season long, play baseball, softball, indoors, even in January in the state of Iowa. How about that? Uh, good stuff. We will take a time out. We will get to the favorites in the AFC West. Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com, scheduled to join us. Miller and Condon, 1460, KXNO, 106.7. iHeart Media. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460, KXNO, and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Millery Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. NCMIC sponsors these farmer's market updates on all of the iHeart stations locally here. Uh, farmer's market's going on tonight, Norwalk, and in Grimes. Grimes is at the Grimes Community Complex, North Parking Lot. That's on 410 Southeast Main Street. For those of you in that uh, part of the listening audience. Well, let's get Nick Athen in here. Uh, he covers the Chiefs, primetimesportstalk.com. You can follow Nick on Twitter at Chiefs Insider. Nick, the biggest news about the Chiefs that I found out this week is everybody, <laughs> including his teammates, have pronouncing Travis Kelsey's <laughs> name incorrectly. Do you know this trend? It's Travis Kels. Really? And he didn't correct anybody. Patrick Mahomes. Well, how many Tyree times am I going to screw this one up? Right. It's Travis Kelce. Did you did you know that, Nick? <clears throat> I'm guessing you didn't. No, I'm. i You know, I'm. I know a few things, but that's definitely not one of them. <laughs> uh, I had no idea there was the uh, uh, an issue with the, the pronunciation of his last name. Uh, he's earned the right to be called whatever he wants. Hell so yeah. If, uh, he wants us all to change it. Then, by God, I'll, I'll oblige. Indeed. Well, uh, so let's get into a couple of storylines. This is our final opportunity during the um, before we get to training camp. Uh, so during the off season uh, with, with this team, was it an uneventful off season this year? We know that they went out and obviously addressed the offensive line that they had to. I, I, otherwise, Nick, I kind of get the sense it was pretty quiet. Not a lot of drama uh, on this football team, unless I missed something. If so, what was that? Well, outside of the Uzi, I think the Chiefs had a pretty good off season. Um, I think Brett Beach just, uh, they decided probably within about 30 seconds after that Super Bowl loss that they have to fix that offensive line. I think he, I think he was kind of in a weird way, kind of relieved that he didn't have to deal with Fisher and Schwartz and then extensions and he could revamp the offensive line with some young guys. I mean, they basically stole Orlando Brown from a AFC mm-hmm. contender, which I'm still perplexed as to why Baltimore would even remotely consider that. Um, you know, they got Thune, they've got Humphrey at center. 
you know, they've got uh, options of right tackle and right guard, even with Kyle Long out probably for probably till midseason, if that. Um, I think they're okay on the offensive line. You know, they got everything done on the list except the wide receiver, which I think they'll address in training camp. I think there's going to be a couple of veterans cut. Uh, a guy to keep on is Cole Beasley out of Buffalo. He's pretty much at odds with the organization right now, and I think he'd be a terrific fit for the Chiefs. But I, I think what Brett Feeds did was quite remarkable to be able to go from the worst offensive line to an offensive line that's probably going to be ranked in the top five or six and hasn't played it down together. That's, that's an impressive jump. I guess there is one piece of um, you know news that they didn't want, and that's Frank Clark. I mean, what's yeah. the situation with him? Um, is he going to miss some games? You know, I mean, his, his hearing got pushed out to October, and chances are it's going to be pushed out and probably until after the season. So, you know, the NFL has a decision to make. Sometimes when guys get arrested um, and, and are charged but haven't gone to trial, they will, they will do a suspension. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll wait until afterwards. You know, Breland's probably the closest example, but he did a plea deal. And so basically it was settled. So the NFL said, okay, we're going to suspend you. So I think the bigger question is, do the Chiefs want him on the roster? Um, are they willing to cut him, you know, create some cap space, you know, have a little dead money next year? He was going to be cut at the end of this year no matter what. Um, I think he's worn out his welcome in Kansas City, to be perfectly honest with you. I, again, I... Listen, you, you and I have known each other, what, four decades maybe? Well, maybe three. Pushing yeah. At least. Three. Yeah. So I'm pushing our fourth. <laughs> and uh, we've all been around a lot of athletes, but there's no excuse for you know, having an Uzi in your front seat uh, uncovered yeah. um, and not even covering it up when you get pulled over. I mean, you know, Forrest Gump would have handled the situation better. I, I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. And the Chiefs are in a really uh, big pickle. Um, they could sign Ingram. They could sign Houston which I think would combine to get the same number of sacks that Frank Clark gets. But um, I think that's really the, the, the second biggest question going into camp is that. And, you know, what are they going to do with it by adding a veteran wide receiver? If Frank Clark isn't around, I mean, is it a fight between the two Michigan guys, Mike Dana and Taco Charlton then for the uh, starting spot outside? Yeah, I love Taco Charlton. I, I, I think Taco Charlton was one of the best signings a year ago. I think if he'd have stayed healthy, um, I think the Chiefs playoff, situation would have been a little bit different i think they probably would have been able to put a lot more pressure in that bucks game i think they could have uh, gotten some key situations not to stress out their quarterback so much but not be able to get teams off the field um i've always liked him coming out of college i thought he did some good things in dallas um you know i think he's the kind of the unsung guy dana you know he made some good plays last year but he just doesn't have that you know he has to be more physical um he has to be able to play more than you know just passing situations you know, Taco can support the run. He can cover if he has to, but he's probably going to be the guy that's going to be that edge rusher. And if they bring in Ingram or they bring in Houston, you know, they've got a they've got a solid rotation there now that Chris Jones is going to be blanked on the, parked on the other side. But uh, I, I like Taco Charlton. I, I think he's a sleeper. I think this is a guy who could just completely just replace everything that Frank Clark does. And I certainly believe he's going to get that opportunity this year. Well, there's no easing into the schedule, which is the case for a lot of NFL teams. But when you look at this first five, Nick, here's the first five for the Chiefs. 
Uh, home to Cleveland, that's a playoff team. At Baltimore, yep. that's a playoff team. Home to the Chargers, that's the team to beat. That the te- that they'll well look the, no, the Chiefs are the team to beat, but the team that they right. have to fear, I would think, would be the Chargers. Maybe a bit of a breather, but on the road at Philly before the Buffalo Bills, and they feel yeah. like a playoff team yet again. So the fir- first four out of the first five, yikes. Yeah, but you know, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are have a pretty good record together, and they've had some tough, tough opening five, six, seven weeks of the season. I think every year, um, mostly had to play three out of four on the road to begin the season. Um, what Patrick Mahomes' record is what ten and zero in September. Um, you know, three hundred fifty plus passing yards and no interceptions. Um, listen, I, I, this is the one team that I don't think they care whether they're home or on the road, and I think they proved that last year. I mean, they went eight and zero on the road last year. Uh, they were terrific. Um, you know, they did everything they had to do. Uh, they they love the moment. They love being in those situations to where, you know, they've got the crowd against them. They feed off that. Um, you know, so I, I think the more difficult the schedule for Kansas City, the better. You know, when they struggled last year, they struggled against teams that weren't very good or had a, you know, one-day game plan that this is what they were going to do, and they, and they executed it pretty well. They had some close victories, you know, at San Diego. Um, Atlanta at home. I mean, Atlanta probably should have won that game. So <clears throat> I think the, the tougher the schedule, the better. Um, the fact that the Chiefs, you know, are going to have that new offensive line, they're going to be able to showcase it right away. And you know, Andy Reid has spent a significant amount of time preparing for these teams. And, and, uh, you know, I think Cleveland is definitely a, a great opener going to Baltimore. I think they'll, they'll, they'll do what they always do to Baltimore. Um, <laughs> uh, but, 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 but you're right about the Chargers. On paper, they're the, they're the team in the division that I think has the best chance to, you know, make things difficult for Kansas City. I still think the quarterback, and I love him. I think there's a, I think there's a sophomore slump in there somewhere. Um, I just think it's inevitable with a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, they've had a lot of turnover and a lot of change as well. You know, the Chiefs at least have been consistent. Denver, you know, I, I still love their quarterback, not Aaron Rodgers. But um, you know, I think they're a team that defensively, I think I think mm-hmm. they're a strong defensive unit in the I division that there is. So yeah, but the schedule, as you point out, can yeah, absolutely stuff. But again, that doesn't phase Kansas City, and certainly not going to phase Mahomes. Two of those five games we just looked at uh, were our Sunday night football on NBC yeah. at Baltimore, and then Week Five home to Buffalo. Can't wait, yeah. Nick Athen, PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. Nick, thank you for doing this. This will be our final look at them during the yep. off season. We'll talk to you during training camp. Thank you, Nick Athen. Can't wait, guys. It's uh, season's upon us. No more of that basketball, football, other football stuff. It's NFL time. Buckle up, love it. Take care, buddy. Good That's to right. talk to you, Nick All Athen. Right. Take care. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. Did you see Ocho Cinco uh, came out and said he had a touchdown celebration planned when they were in Kansas City like a decade ago, back uh, when he was playing? Not. So remember, going to be remember the Staples commercials with the easy button, that yes, big red yes, button. Yes, I do remember that. He put one of those easy buttons in both under the goalpost pad in each end zone. <laughs> and if he scored, he was going to pull it out and push the button. Jesus. I wish. What he would that have cost him? Oh, you know this guy. Um, do you see what he does when he goes into restaurants, what, what he's done many times? No. And I'm sure um, the bill comes, $1,000 tip. I mean, you, you awesome. can find a bunch of those with mm-hmm. this guy. He's got a pretty good heart by all accounts. He's a different kind of cat. No, he certainly is. Certainly is. Boy, he could play. Yes. My God, he could play. And talk. And talk. <laughs> and those are, the, yeah, those are the ones you remember, though. We will be back in hour number two. 
Uh, Dave Sprouse starts it off. We will take a look at Iowa State. Now, you've got baseball tonight. Where are you? You're at Valley? Going to be at Valley. Sioux City West comes in. It's the 3-4 matchup in that sub-state. So, on paper, should be a pretty good game. 7 o'clock with the first pitch. And Sprouse got baseball tonight on KSI. Yes, the little Cyclones come down to Altoona to take on Southeast Polk. And Dave Sproul will join us on Iowa State, and then Tom Kakert on the Hawks and Claxons before we get out of here. It's 1460 KXNO, 106.3.